Kevin, I know you're, you're very busy with the Whitey Bulger trial. We'll come to that in just a minute. But we've heard at this stage about the convictions um, that were handed down to Bradley Manning earlier this week. We're waiting to see how long he's going to spend in prison uh, for, for the crimes he was convicted of. But how much have Americans been talking about whether this guy was a hero or a villain? John, I have to be honest with you. The, 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 the silence is deafening. The Manning case got very little attention. I mean, my newspaper put it on the front page. The New York Times did. I, I checked around. The Washington Post did. The L.A. Times did. It was about a three- or four-minute story on the national news. And I've heard absolutely no one talking about it. Why not? I mean, this I guy to... was vilified at the time. Um, he's facing 136 years in the clink. Surely Americans right. would uh, would have a more, at least a passing interest. They yeah, love I a good villain. They, ha- it, it's, they do, but I have to be honest. This is. I think you and I have talked about this. This was a story that resonated more in Europe than it did in America. And the reasons for that are... Americans don't like to confront some of the stuff that Manning was talking about. They don't like WikiLeaks. They don't like any of that stuff. And frankly, some Americans are saying, wait a minute, is that the guy that's in Russia now? (laughs) Because we have the Snowden case, which is basically Manning all over again, except Manning was in the service. Uh, That makes a big difference. But I would think, you know, the reality is most Americans had no sympathy for Manning because they saw him as a soldier who violated his oath. That's just the way it broke down. And at, at this point, where is he going to spend this time? Is he going to be in a federal prison? Is there a military yeah, prison? Yeah, he he'd have to be in a federal prison because it's a, it's a federal offense. Um, and it, generally, you, you, a situation like that, you'd be in a military brig. So. Um, what, what is the likelihood of him actually getting out at any stage over the course of his life? I think he is will. He... I think eventually he will. Um, it's also one of these things that as time goes by on those things, the uh, the animosity on so-called whistleblowers tends to dissipate with time so they don't spend the whole sentence in jail but you never know with a guy with a guy like that he had very few sympathize there are very few sympathizers for him in this country that just aren't like i said i'm sure there are more in ireland than there are in america yeah by contrast then this other lad over in uh, edward snowden who has finally escaped mm-hmm. the departures area of, of moscow's airport uh, what's the mood like towards him at the minute I think we still, and I I said this on your program weeks ago, I don't think people have got a measure of the guy yet. There's still a lot that has to be come out on him. We still have, in my own mind, I don't know if he's a whistleblower or an egotist. I don't know. I just haven't read enough about it. I've been so sidetracked with the Whitey Bulger thing. I haven't done my due diligence. (laughs) But I'd say it's a very similar reaction among Americans. Their attitude is like, oh, uh, this guy's a spy or this guy's a, a whistleblower or this guy's a... Egotist, and I don't think anybody's made their mind up. We, we've talked a lot about the Whitey Bulger trial, and that really is what's taken up all of your time at the moment with the Boston Globe. Um, today is a reasonably big day in this trial. It's been going a number of weeks, but why is today so significant? Well, today we find out one of the one way or the other whether he talks. Um, he's talked a big game. His lawyers talked about him testifying, but they've been very coy and they've not told the judge or the prosecutors whether, in fact, Whitey will testify. So we will find out today. Today, the, the last two defense witnesses are on in the morning, and then it's put up or shut up. So if I had to make a prediction, I think he will talk. I think his ego is such that it would be impossible for a guy like Whitey Bulger to let somebody else have the last word on his life. He knows he's going to prison. He knows he's not getting out. His lawyer has already copped most of the charges. The only thing Whitey is obsessed about is saying that he was not a, a, a tout and that he didn't kill the, the two women of the 19 murders he's charged with. 
Two of them are defenseless women. And he spent his entire life creating this narrative of a good bad guy, a gangster with scruples. And gangsters with scruples don't rat on their friends, and they don't kill defenseless women and bury them in secret graves. Tell us a bit about the evidence that has been there this week. I mean, it has been defense evidence for the most part. Uh, what ground has the prosecution made? Well, I mean, the defense started putting witnesses on Monday, and frankly, it was not a very good week for the defense. Their first witness out of the box was an FBI agent who ostensibly was up there to, to support Whitey's theory that he wasn't an informant. And he actually, the first five minutes on the stand, he did a wonderful job for the defense. And then the prosecutor got up, Brian Kelly, and said, isn't it fair to say, sir, that you, you make up stories? And it went downhill from there. And they used his own book. Everybody associated with this case has written a book, whether they're gangsters, criminals, lawmen. Journalists who are watching it from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Bob Fitzpatrick had written a book, and the prosecution was able to show that most of it was made up. Uh, there's imagined dialogue. They made up dialogue. He has dialogue with Whitey Bulger talking to gangsters and victims, and it didn't happen. He just made it up. And so he was shown to be a fabulist, and it did not go well. In fact, it got so bad that they, they, Brian Kelly had that guy on the stand for two days, and I thought the second day was gratuitous. It made the, the government look like bullies. And I think that's something that, you know, as a, as a so-called dispassionate reserve, uh, observer watching this, the government has just been so hard on any defense witness and so easy on the on the parade of thugs, killers, and drug dealers who have testified against Whitey Bulger. So I don't. I always said that the only way that Bulger gets off is that somebody on the jury gets so disgusted and says, "You know what? Bulger's a scumbag, but the government made him. Let's punish the government by letting him go." Now I don't think that's going to happen, mm. but that's frankly the only chance that the defense have what we call jury nullification has happened in the oj case they just said well we don't accept the charges we're gonna let them go and uh, that's the only chance that bulger has somebody's on that jury is going to say the government's worse than him at globe colin is your twitter handle you're tweeting uh, your notes throughout the trial is worth following today to see if whitey does actually take the stand himself just before we finish up uh, look this is becoming a lovely weekly joke anthony weiner um the man who wanted to be mayor of new york Caught yeah. taking pictures of his um, his surname, <laughs> and uh, now it's it's even it's it's even coming further apart than it did last week. What's happened? I, you know he cannot get out of his way, Jonathan. I, I, the the story has become the wife. Frankly, everybody is writing about the wife. Why is she standing by him? Uh, you know, in Huma, his wife is um, was a very senior aide to Hillary Clinton, and there's obviously political implications here for Hillary Clinton down the road. And the other thing about it's so reminiscent of her standing by her man. It's so similar to 19 in the 1990s when Hillary stood by her man and denied that she was a Tammy Wynette. But everybody's thinking this is crazy. So I've noticed that the entire dialogue here in America is not about Wiener and his Wiener. It's about Huma and how a woman of substance and intelligence stands by a guy who is obviously disordered at some level. And, you know, it, it's very similar to the Clinton situation because, you know, Wiener and Huma were the, sort of the American future, the power couple. He's Jewish. She's Muslim. They were bridging the two worlds in, in America that could never be bridged, and, that you know, their future was, you know, limitless and obviously it's gone down the drain 
because of you know what. Mm. And uh, I mean, as I said, she's got to get that phone away from that guy. Yeah, I think I think that's taken as given. I look, the, the, the whole campaign's gone completely pear shaped. His, his chief oh, spokesperson yeah. had to apologise because she was caught on tape uh, calling a, a former intern pretty horrific names. Yeah. Is this guy going to throw his uh, hat at the mayoral bid uh, before voters even get into the booths? I think. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. Frankly, it's just been one of those days. It's 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 Chinese water torture every day. It's one more thing, and it just doesn't go away. And the reality is, even the people that have had backed him in the beginning are now, you know, it's relentless for them. They're picking up the New York Times every day down there and reading just another thing about uh, Maureen. If you <laughs> you got to read Maureen Dowd's column the other day about this, it is laugh out loud funny. And uh, it, it, I just don't see the money staying there. And, and it, whatever you think about him, the reality is if you don't have millions and millions of dollars to run a campaign, you can't stay in a campaign. Yeah. So the money's drying up. Um, we'll see what Homer does. But, I mean, Mr. Weiner really needs to change his name. Yeah, I think there might be a career in Fox News ahead of him at some point as a, as a liberal punch bag. <laughs> Kevin, there's always, there's always a future in Fox News for us. <laughs> Kevin Cullen at the Boston Globe. Uh, I'll leave you go off to the Whitey Bulger trial. We'll talk to you next week. Good man. Thanks, John.